0: We're doing this on Zoom recording today, and I'm on a house computer that doesn't have a camera, so you can't see me, and I've got this weird picture up. Courtney, I believe, is just relaxing at home and does not feel like being on camera. King, right. King, you just joined, you got your socks.
2: I got a socks hat on. I mean, Ooh, I want to see do? the King. <laughs> I got a new tooth. Oh, <laughs> new tooth. Oh, that looks right. nice. And I, I am just officially, I'm, I'm getting a tooth with a White Sox logo on it. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You're really getting a logo oh, yeah. socks tooth. I'm getting one with guaranteed rate uh, on it, you know, arrow. I'm getting one with white socks and I'm getting a peace sign. Is and I might get a silver one and a gold one with silver or gold. I, I think we could. Are you lying? No, I'm fucking getting it. I'm telling you. And there's nothing wrong with the who, and there's nothing wrong with Larusa. I mean, what Whoa. the fuck are we talking about here? It's just a guy that's shaking off the the the, the cobwebs for God's sake. And he and he's you know a 1,000 times behind his players. Those guys are going to win for him. They're I, in first place. Everybody, take a chill pill. Oh, this is good.
0: Oh, okay, so the king is the always the most positive. Courtney, meet the king. And I, I how guess are you he's... And, and, Hi, hey, Courtney. and, and how I, are Nice
2: meeting you. Nice meeting you, too. I hear you're quite the Sox fan.
3: And I can see you're quite the Sox fan and you're very passionate. Um, you know, we're going to disagree on a couple of things here, but I think we can have a pretty good give and take you and I.
2: And Mo knows is Mo, Mo, Mo watches every pitch. So Mo actually knows more than I do. So Mo's the man. Right. Okay. Mo, you know why? Because we won three in a row. That's momentum. We're playing 13 straight games. I think we go 13-0 and we close out this division in this homestand. Why
3: not? I don't disagree with that. You know, the the Sox are playing a Twins team that's extremely vulnerable right now, and I I don't I don't know if they'll go thirteen and zero, but I see them winning the series. Absolutely, I do. Every series in these thirteen games, I absolutely see them winning it. I don't disagree.
0: First of all, Mo, will you put yourself on camera so Courtney can see and 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 Scott can see what you're wearing today cuz I've on our first call which both Courtney and Scott were late to, uh I got to see the the Mo look today and it's very strong. I mean, look at him. The sweatshirt, oh, the the hat. I mean, look at that guy. Now, is that not who you want to be doing a White Sox That's podcast true. with? That's I true. I got my Eloy jersey
4: um, you know, hanging up
2: Oh, you got to leave that in the closet for five or six more months. Can't bring it up. I out. can't though,
4: King. I'm still, I'm still in, you know, I'm still mourning. mourning
2: that one. You know what though? It's, it's like the trade deadline. He's going to come back. Like we just traded for him. It's going to be, and goes Robert. I mean, come on, this is going to be amazing. And then
4: we'll get Chris Bryant somehow. I'm
2: oh, not now. Chris Bryant. We'll
0: Come on. Whoa, 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 whoa. As the lone <laughs> representative of the North side on this podcast, yeah. on the White Sox podcast, which I, I feel comfortable because I'm in such White Sox territory that I can actually peek my head out and admit my longtime Cub fandomness as somebody who did White Sox radio for three years until they left WGN and they left me alone. And I'll forever be bitter about it, but that's okay. I'll get over <laughs> it someday. Don't talk about Chris Bryant being traded to the White Sox and Mo. You should not say no to Chris Bryant. Whoever whoever is going to be fortunate enough because the Cubs are idiots. Chris Bryant would be an amazing addition to any ball club, including the White Sox. You tell
4: me you don't want KB? It depends what you got to give up for him. You're not going to have to give up much. No, no, no the the Cubs the Cubs are going to going to ask for a lot, and the White Sox I don't think have a lot at the at the lower levels to give up that they can afford. I'm not a huge Chris Bryant plays for the Cubs, so. He doesn't really exist for me, but uh, he gets hurt a lot too. So you're gonna you're gonna give up a lot of uh, trade capital for a guy who may not make it through the end of the season.
3: Hey, Mark, serious serious question for you as the only North Sider on this call right now. In all seriousness, were you a Cub fan that gave up on on Chris Bryant and were like, oh no, he's done? No, you know, were you one of those Cub fans? Be honest. Be so,
0: honest. so Courtney, I I appreciate the question. I am not that guy. I am all I, there. I have my. Listen, I could play you the interview of myself being on the field after the Cubs won the NLCS in in 2016, and Bryant was the coolest person to me ever, and I am biased like we all are. And if you're that nice to me in that moment when I'm not – you know, ESPN guy, although I was working for WGN, not exactly nothing, but he he's such a good person, Chris Bryant. And, uh, and add on to the fact that he was the rookie of the year. He was the MVP. He had a home run in game five of the World Series when they absolutely had to have it. Uh, they wouldn't have gotten to six and seven. He's been clutch. There's nothing. He plays third. He plays first. He'd be a great DH in the American League. He plays left. He plays right. He plays center. There is nothing not to like about Chris Bryant. You want that guy on your team. Last time the White Sox made a trade with the Cubs, it worked out pretty damn well. Unfortunately, Eloy's been hurt. But, uh, you know, listen, you, you do that trade a thousand times over. Jose Quintana sucked for the Cubs.
2: Didn't we get Cease from the Cubs? Yeah, you got That's
0: Cease right. and Eloy. Yeah,
2: a little bit, huh? He ain't too bad. He can swing the bat. It's Jesus a, Christ. Sure I can. Can't. Mark and win if I, you, you know, sometimes I have a little inside uh, insight.
0: Oh, you got insight on this. I'm not saying. Do tell. tell. I'm, do telling.
2: Tell. I'm telling you sometimes I have a little insight.
0: No, you can't drop that you got a little bit. Inside. So you think there's a little bit of legs to KB to the White Sox? I do. Courtney, he's being serious. He knows things.
3: You know, I've heard mixed on it myself. King, I know you're the king, but I, I get a little bit of insight too, by the way. Oh, and I Yes, That's I good. do. I do. And I have her mixed on it. I And I agree with Mo. I think Mo has a point, you know, KB is having this phenomenal resurrection and the socks are going to have to, you know, pony up. And what I mean, it would scare me what they would give up for a Chris Bryant. It would definitely scare me. So I'm kind of mixed on it as well, to be honest.
0: Well, he also fits because you don't know exactly who is going to come back healthy and how the whole roster will come together. You're trying to win the World Series this year, which dovetails me into... I can't believe there's actually a real. Le- if they trade Chris Bryant to the White Sox, honestly, I will burn all my Cubs stuff and just go full White Sox. Even though they fired me in favor of Connor <laughs> McNight, I'll, I'll just I'll have to do it at that point. It'll be it, it'll, it just it will it will have to be done. Here's my question, Courtney. I'm starting with you, then Mo, then King. You can come in with your flowery take of these White Sox pitchers. Let's just look at the pitching right now. Who are you most confident in? Will maintain this level of excellence? Is it Carlos Rodon and his five starts and five and zero record and his thirty one innings and point five eight ERA? Are we are we there, or is it Michael Kopech with his nine games and apparently he might start on Friday in the doubleheader. He's got two starts under his belt, twenty two innings. How many strikeouts? That's right, thirty five of them. One six one the ERA, point nine is WHIP. That's candidate number two. And then I'll even throw in a Lance Lynn, who's got a 1.52 with a .98 whip, 29 and two-thirds innings. He struck out 35 and has been absolute nails, everything you always wanted. Of those three, who are you most confident in that will maintain that level of excellence? Courtney, go ahead.
3: Well, Mark, first of all, I'm a little disappointed you didn't throw in my boy Dylan Cease.
0: Throw Cease in there. Throw him in. That's fine. He's been a little up and down, though, a little bit.
3: He has, but I, as far as the complete pitchers besides Michael Kopech, which we'll get into, I have a lot of confidence in what I'm seeing from Dylan Cease right now. Again, I feel like he is sort of a Michael Kopech light in that way where he's got the stuff, he's just got to put it together. And I think we're slowly starting to see that. You know, he's constantly getting advice from Lance Lynn Constantly getting advice from Lucas Giolito, he's a sponge at this point. And I feel like he is going to start turning some head even more so than he already is. Now, in that same breath, I mean, I think you can't (laughs) blink an eye at what Michael Kopech has been doing. I mean, this is a guy that just attacks hitters. And after missing all of last season with everything that happened with that, you know, to come out and do exactly what he's done and just attack and just be lights out has been phenomenal. So that's the guy right there that I would be putting all of my trust into. I wish I could say Rodon. I really do. But I feel like every Rodon start, I'm holding my breath, waiting for an injury to happen. So, and I hate to be that guy. I hate to be that person, but I kind of am. So, I mean, luckily, this is a good problem to have because a lot of the pitchers right now have been great. But for me, it's Kopech. And then it's my man, Dylan Cease. I think Dylan is turning the corner here. I really do.
0: It's interesting that you have no injury concerns with Kopech because I have the same stuff going on with Kopech that I do have with Rodon.
4: Mo, what do you got? Courtney brings up great points. I agree with all of them. I think Lance Lynn would be the easy choice just because of the track record, but I'm, I'm going to go with number 34. He's been uh, amazing. And, you know, if he stays healthy, he's, he's the real deal. Do you want him starting, both of you? Yes. You know, I don't know enough about the, you know, the, the, the what's best for his arm. Um, I know they're keeping a a close watch on him. Although, you know, the one game he did start he threw a lot more pitches than he had previously, which, which a little concerning, but uh, you know, that guy's the real deal and, you know, whatever they need to do to get him into uh, you know, September, and then hopefully October meaningful games uh, I'm all for. So if right now him, sort of bouncing around is, is the best thing for his arm. He's, he's going to be, you know, exceptional in, in, in each role he does.
3: I don't need him starting right away, but I think maybe second half, especially what's mm. going on in the, in the division, what's going on with the playoff situation. It would be good to have him stretched out and ready to go in the second half
1: mm. as far as stuff. Start-
0: I think that however they handle him should be – should not correlate to where they are, how much they need him, just should be the best for him, period. It's, an, it's not a one-year play. It's a 10-year play. So I do hope they attack it that way. King, you got confidence in every single one of them? They're all going to be amazing? Or is, there, or is there someone that stands out for you?
2: Every one of them. This is going to be <laughs> the greatest rotation in baseball history. Look at it. They went 28 innings without an earned run, and now they have one earned run in 34. This could be. They have guys that can go deep in in Landsland. They have guys that don't, you know, sometimes can't get by the the fifth but have really good stuff in your Dylan Cease. They got guys like Rodon that have something to prove. This and then they have the consummate pro in uh, although a slow start in Lucas Giolito. And then come on, Dallas Keuchel. Well, who are we kidding? That th- this is could be the greatest rotation in baseball history when all is said and done. You leave Coleback in, you're in, fired. You leave him in the bullpen. You leave him in the bullpen because you need a bullpen that can do work from the 5th on and won a world series. All right. Period. Okay, so
0: just King.
4: Hope- I think I think the bottom teeth should all be you know one for each starter in the rotation.
2: <laughs> I, I, if I could do it, and if the numbers are small enough, I would.
4: See, see, see. This is look. My, my
0: whole vision for this podcast was that I would bring in the 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 diehard always positive King, and then I'd have Southside passionate perhaps some negativity, and and along with the flavor, and then Mo would just be rational. But the King is going so over the top. Have you heard of the Atlanta Braves of the 90s? You're telling me that Glavin, Smoltz, Maddox, this this White Sox rotation is going to be that? Steve Avery? Numbers
2: numbers don't lie. Let's just see how it evolves. Okay, actually, this makes me want to
0: ask another question. Does anybody on this podcast think that they should do something dramatic with the baseball rules so pitching doesn't dominate the way it does right now?
3: Oh, man, Mark, you know how I feel about this man. I mean, I'm old school. I really am. I mean, i'm I like to I like to say I'm still young, even though I'm getting up there. but, um, you know, I was raised very, very old school. You know, I am not of a, a big fan of of what they're trying to constantly, um you know, mix in with, you know, changing the mound, you know, it's just it's getting a little silly, you know, if baseball is still baseball. Spend the same game, you know, since when Babe Ruth was playing, like let's not. Gets you dressed, it gets you crazy. I'm I'm just kind of against messing with the game in the way they're trying to do it. I just I just am. I'm old school that way.
0: So is that resonating with everybody else? Because
2: I, I, here's what I want: I want consistent umpiring. I agree. Yeah. And and I I want the umps to call. I mean, just consistent balls and strikes. And, I agree. And if you if I get there, I'm happy. And if the pitching dominates from that point on, then that's the hitter's problem.
0: Does that mean you want the do we want robot umpires? At least robot robot person calling balls and strikes? Cuz I do. I don't
2: want that, but I I think it it's the it would be the best for baseball.
1: I mean, 100%. about
3: you know, getting rid of the Angel Hernandez's of the world and the Joe West's and, you know, maybe start from there and see what happens. I mean, get some young blood into these umps. I don't know. 100%. But
0: they did it in
2: tennis, you know, the linesmen.
0: Right. I mean, the and linesmen are still there, but the – but the Exactly. The-
2: and they fought it and they fought it and they fought it. And it's been the greatest thing for tennis. Yeah. And Why it, wouldn't you do it with baseball? It it, it literally I takes two seconds. Eagle Eye. I think they called Eagle Eye in tennis. Yep. And and, and it's beautiful. And it works. And it's just people, you know, we're Americans, we're resistant to change. If we're in Europe right now talking about this, they would say, of course, we go for, uh, you know, machine ba- baseball, you know, <laughs> of course, because they like change. We're Americans, we're stuck in our ways. Of course, we say no, let's do what's right for the game.
0: Honestly, I just, I love that tennis made it on the podcast today. My all-time favorite sport outside of basketball that nobody ever talks about. and never can be talked about because no one cares, but it made it in today. That makes me feel good. I got one more for you before we have to say goodbye because everybody's got lives to live here. Offensively, who do you believe in the most between your mean Mercedes, Mr. 373, 1005 OPS right now. Your mean and his 102 at bats and his six doubles and his five homers and his 20 RBIs, or I will wild card you, Dylan Cease at the plate, Courtney. Who do you believe in more, Mercedes or Dylan Cease with the three for three performance? No, I'm I'm kidding. Is your mean going to actually create an issue where if Eloy comes back and if I guess Andrew Vaughn keeps going and shows that he can play left field, that there's going to be a battle for who's going to be the designated hitter on this team. Could anybody actually see that? Because I'm seeing that conversation move around. It seems crazy to me. Mo, anybody have a reaction to the the potential good problem the White Sox could have?
4: Before Robert got hurt, I was thinking about that, that come September, you may have a good problem, right, with, with the bats. We just need to get Eloy back, and then, you know, we can figure it out. You can have uh, – that could be another thing that people argue with Tony's lineups, you know, when, when he's got a full deck, what he does.
0: Actually, that's an even better question that we need to get to. Courtney, what's your biggest issue with (laughs) Larusa?
3: Where where, do I, where do I begin, Mark? You know, I I have not enjoyed the way he's um, handled the bullpen. I think that's obvious. Some of his lack of pinch hitting in the later innings has been very, very questionable, but I do want to touch on that Yerman Mercedes uh, comment for a minute. Not to be negative, I know Mercedes is is the guy right now, and I totally respect that. I am a little hesitant that the league is going to start to figure him out. And I say that because, you know, what is he, 27, 28? You know, he's never played at this high level before. I mean, what he's doing is absolutely phenomenal right now. But the league does catch up. And I also, not to really delve into this too much, but I worry about a little off off the field stuff, a tiny bit. You know, he already had a little bit of a small issue uh, showing up late, you know, a couple weeks ago. So that's a little little bit of a red flag, something to watch. Um, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, what he's doing is phenomenal. I, I hope it would be a great problem for the Sox to have. But I think we have to pump the brakes and, and let, you know, these next couple months kind of play out.
4: I, I think you hit on a great point. The one thing I like, Mark, about your mean is his approach. You know, he, he's a guy with two strikes where he changes it and, and just tries to put the ball in play. And, and you know, going back to the question about the rules, right? Most hitters are just trying to, you know, jack one on every, every, every time. And if they strike out, they don't. The thing that's impressed me the most about him is that he's willing to change his approach with two strikes, go the other way. I'm not saying he's going to hit, you know, 370 and, and, you know, continue to dominate the way he has, but you know, th- that type of player may, may stay longer than somebody who's always just trying to hit the ball out of the park, like a Polka, you know, and, and some of the other uh, folks who've had some good starts for the Sox recently and then kind of, uh, you I, know, didn't pan
0: out. I was so in love with Daniel Polka and a Polka party and everything that was Daniel Polka. It was, I mean, I was totally biased because he gave me a, a very fun interview and Polka was just fun, but you're, you're, mean is, but I think what Courtney's mentioned here as far as showing up late and Here's the unpopular, might-get-me-fired take of uh, the podcast. When you're that overweight, it ain't great. Fully like, agreed.
3: Like, fully
2: agreed. <laughs> Listen, Mark, come on. Yeah? No. Go ahead. Go ahead. The guy is appreciative for the, the the road that he has traveled, the journey that has got him there. So he likes a few cervezas here <laughs> and there. Who gives a damn? The guy shows up. He's a ball of energy and I'm behind him. Yerminator, Yerminator, Yerminator. He'll continue to be back.
0: Hashtag hey, the, the Yerminator.
3: Question, question for King, Mark. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. I'm fascinated by King. You know, can we get you to say one negative thing about the socks? I'm very <laughs> curious. I, I'll, I'll say negative things about the socks when I see
2: something that is truly negative. We'll roll in the, let's roll in the Tony LaRusse on that. What is negative? about a guy who makes some mistakes, admits the mistakes, knows from experience that those mistakes really don't matter in the big picture, and is simply getting a team behind him to win a World Series. Can I play Courtney, this? You have not coached three world champions.
3: <laughs> he has.
2: He knows what he's doing. You don't. Wow. Get him, wow. Courtney. Get him.
3: Oh, it's. King doesn't know my style, Mark. This could get ugly real fast. <laughs> I listen. I, I first of all, I wanna I wanna say that I am not one of these Sox fans that wants to jump down LaRusso's throat every time he you know breathes funny. That's not my deal. That's not my game. But
4: Courtney, from- coordinate we we talked about his masks and his breathing on a on a previous episode. Mark was I, fascinated I- with his choice of. Uh- I
0: COVID thought mask. I thought he looked like a complete moron and didn't even know how to wear his mask. And I called it a prom court. And he had this, w- this odd beak. And then he showed up. And then as the first time he had a press conference with the Chicago media, he showed up an hour and a half late and said, oh, sorry, I'll be I'll be I won't be as late tomorrow. Do, you won't be as
2: late tomorrow. Like I, yeah. I like what 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 what's what's up, dude? That ain't that ain't right. I said something. Most said when when Tony LaRussa has a full deck. I'm not sure Tony LaRusso has a full deck or will okay. ever have a full deck for the rest of his life. But, boy, he still knows baseball. No, and I meant I meant
4: I mean a full deck of players. I understand not, what you meant. I faculties. understand
2: exactly what you meant. I'm just playing off that. But what he does know, and he doesn't need to know an obscure rule about putting a pitcher on second base <laughs> to win ball games. He's not in the National King, League, for God's sake. King, he's in the American League. King, King
4: I got I to disagree with you King, on you, one. King
2: you're an, an, an idiot. Or the World Series.
4: <laughs> no. He
2: has the, no. He knows how to do it.
4: Not not knowing the rules is is a is a is a big problem. I think that's on him and his coaching staff.
2: Definitely, is I,
4: I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think everything he does, to Courtney's point, is is negative. I think a lot of fans are upset with with the hiring and and him. But you know, I think any manager can can make mistakes. He has you know admitted to them, which which is a plus. But you know, I, I think some of what he's doing is trying to figure out his team and and test his team out. But you look at any manager day-to-day, and, and you could find fault w- with them. But um, not knowing the rule, that, that's a bad one.
2: He's in and- first place without his two superstars, his hitting superstars. He has a number one pitching rotation in baseball. The only thing that he's doing wrong is he's making a few rule mistakes and a few pitching, uh, leaving pitchers into
0: Just a mistakes. few okay? rules. Few, whatever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And- and maybe he wears his pants too big and he's <laughs> going to the mound other than that he's doing just fine well did king from the standings did you look at the standings?
0: king quick, take quick, t- take a deep breath courtney get him please
3: quick quick counterpoint king listen i am very impressed that the socks are in first um king's gone man he's like screw this
0: no 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 he, he's 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 listening he's just trying <laughs> to
3: board
2: so i'm ready to go
3: so, from my just just a quick counterpoint from my count, King, those were four losses that his decisions caused. Four,
2: no from doubt, my count. no doubt.
3: So, you know that's problematic. You know they this is a division right now where they can get some space, and they haven't really done that yet, and they've had opportunities to do that. So, that's a little problematic. I, are the Twins going to be this bad throughout the whole season? I don't think so. All you right. know, let me ask you. So,
2: you say. See, here's the difference between reality and non-reality and fantasy you assume we would have won those four games so if you said for potentially four wins i'd say courtney you're right but when you call them four losses you lose credibility with me because that isn't a factual uh statement the statement should be he put us in a position where it it may have led to a loss, but may not have also. What a
0: bizarre parsing. Go ahead, Courtney.
3: I' I don't, I don't disagree with. That. don't disagree <laughs> with that, but it's still decisions that uh, someone that's you know has the criteria that he has and knows the game like you claim he does should not be making. L- so it's problematic. L- l- just
0: I want to ask a question here. We all agree, I believe, that La Russa did not know a slightly if not completely odd extra inning runner on second base he's an american the league manager the
2: word is obscure
0: sure we could <laughs> we, we, we we could say it's obscure king that's fine uh he's paid to know obscure rules but but okay it was an obscure rule now do we think that his coaching staff that nobody knew the rule
3: That's my question, too. I mean, why wasn't his coaching staff in tune with what was going on? Because as you guys saw, the Dodgers and Cubs went into extras that same night. Right. And Dave Roberts had no problem with that rule. Right.
0: My point is that there is no way that everybody on that staff did not know. I I would actually surmise that probably the whole staff did know. But they were also afraid to tell Tony that he had it wrong, that they didn't approach him because he's created this I'm Tony and you're yep. the coach's thing. And that is an issue that will not just play out in this obscure rule, but it, yep. it's going to play out elsewhere. And that actually is a problem. And the fact, let's oh, throw in, oh, hold on, yeah, hold on, yeah. King, hold on. Let me just throw in there too. Jose Abreu was basically forced to come out with a statement about how great Tony was. He had that flowery statement, La is the greatest, and he's had all this, experience. and it was after all the reports that were out there that some in the White Sox clubhouse are losing the respect of the manager. So here, they went to veteran Jose, hey Jose, will you say this? So it's clear to me, I think it's pretty obvious, that he doesn't exactly have everybody on board in that dugout. When you make the decisions that he's made, when you don't know the rules, and when you haven't created an environment with your coaches, who probably have said something to either at least the coaches and or the players who they who they're most tight with that's not great. now it might not matter because the White Sox are pitching incredibly well and they're way more talented than everybody in the division and over time maybe LaRusa gets better so maybe none of this matters, but it's it's not the situation that you really want and I think that's obvious that this hire is bizarre and continues to be bizarre and i actually am surprised that like i would have believed that he would miss an obscure rule but i wouldn't believe he could stare at lucas giolito and not know when he's done that i wouldn't yeah, think would ever I have leave you question yeah
2: do you have any evidence hard evidence other than no i don't i do not have hard evidence so are you the mayor or are you the king of Fantasyland? land oh my god wow, wow. that's wow. that because everything you just said is your opinion no doubt but there's no factual evidence that says any of that is accurate.
0: I get paid big money to come up with these opinions, king. Okay, fine. I don't I get Oliver
4: that. Stone part 2. I yeah. get Mark Carmen. I can make up
2: that I'm not making I'm not hold on I'm I'm I re- love them and they cook dinner for them at night because they love them so much. I can do anything you want.
4: Mark Mark you brought up yeah. Lucas Giolito like Tony LaRussa obviously I, it's, I'm going to say this and you guys are going to be like, obviously he's old school. He's, he's old. Yeah. I get the joke, but it's early on. He's got his, his ace of the staff out there. He's probably testing him to see what he can do. It's easy to say like, Oh, he was sleeping in the dugout. You know, he wasn't paying attention, but you know, he has Ethan Katz there who, who's paying attention. I think he wanted to see what he could do. Did I think he left him in too long? Yes, I do. It, it's really easy to say in hindsight, but I think Larusa did it for a reason, whether we like the reason or not, whether we like the result or not. I don't think it was, you know. I'm just not paying attention to what's going on.
0: If that's true, and that's it's entirely possible, I I don't hate it. I I don't I, look. Let let let's let let me let me take a swing at figuring something out. It might go sideways for me, but I'm willing to take that risk right now because we are in April and we are this talented. And maybe if I am wrong right now. I'll at least learn something, it'll help me down the line. I that's that's fine.
2: Let me ask you one question, Mark. Yes, quickly. What manager in baseball has the experience that Tony LaRussa does in preparing a team for the postseason. Courtney 162 <laughs> game season. Please help me, who, Courtney. Who has who he has hit. more experience at that than Tony LaRussa? Just tell me. I just give me the top three that have more experience successful let me let me say that should we dig up connie mack experience
0: should we dig up lasorda these things have an expiration date
5: exactly
2: exactly who who in baseball today has that level of experience let
0: me say it again nobody because nobody because nobody's as old as nobody does roberts
2: have it no he does not right because because we
0: Because, oh. Hey Scott, can you, uh, King? Can you run as fast as you could run back in the day? No, I can't. No, cannot. no, you can't. That's why they're not going to put you out on the tennis court to win the biggest match because you're you're old. It's the same thing with the manager. At some po- at some point, I didn't think I thought he'd be okay. He's physical
2: pro- acumen and mental acumen are two different things. We, no, but, but mental acumen. I can't yeah. run, but boy, I'm a better thinker than I was when I was 22.
0: You, think about how you're going to think at seventy-eight after everything we heard today, at whatever age That's you're at. I mean, think about that.
2: <laughs> well, I, I, we'll see. I guess time will tell, right? T- Just t- like it will tell with with Mr. LaRusa.
0: Hey, listen, I appreciate the fact that you are in the corner and you listen, I would hire you if I was going to to if this we had to do Vietnam all again and I had to go in the foxhole. I'd take you with me, buddy. you're, you're you ain't leaving. you you're hey, there.
3: I mean, King, honestly, I'm rooting for you, man. I want this to be a good, you know, hire in a good situation. But so far, it's been a little shaky, and I think you have to be able to see that there is a disconnect in that dugout between his coaching staff, some of the players. That's just obvious, man. That's just obvious, and I'm hoping it improves. Listen, I don't want to dislike Tony, but, you know, it's it's been a little shaky the first month. It's been a little shaky.
0: And, and we got one minute and 40 seconds here. I wrote, and, King, I know you've read it, maybe Courtney and Mo have not, but I wrote an, an, an extensive article when they hired Larusa praising the, the the living daylights out of now that's partly because I was working for the ball club at the time but I but I but I I wrote it and I made the argument and I and I believed it he's Tony Larusa he's not he's he how can you forget this stuff I don't care that he hasn't managed in eight years so I'm a little bit surprised to be honest how it's played out like this has been disappointing and at the end of the day they're still in first place if Courtney, Mo, King, or myself was managing this team, I think they'd be in first place. I can manage point, I point 0.5 Carlos Rodon, 1.5 Lance Lynn. I think I could do it. I, I think I could. Yep. So
3: they are in first, despite in spite of their manager. That's 100%. Oh. They're that talented. I,
4: I can't go there with you, Courtney. I, I think it's easy to. I'm, I'm in between the two of you. I, I think. You know, the Mo, for me, it's, it's in between. Mo. I, just
2: puked in, I, I just puked in my mouth.
0: If Robin Ventura was managing this club, would they be in first place? Oh, no,
2: would not.
3: Ew, no. I, I am not no. a Robin. Neither, neither
4: Terry Bevington. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's that's uh, yeah, that's
4: no, Ricky. That's, that's, that's Rick,
2: Rick, they would not be in first.
4: place. Oh,
3: you're you're
2: crazy. We made bad choices. No, choices. I
3: think Ron would have him in first. Absolutely not
0: he, Robin, though. He might blow it in the playoffs though. That was well, ugly.
2: Do I do know it would have him in first for sure.
3: Tony
5: LaRusso. <laughs> well, I think the, uh, I mean, I've learned this over the years. The most important philosophy is the one that the front office has. Um, and you know, there there are different attitudes about that. They really communicate with the. The scouts, player development, uh, people on the major league staff, whether it's me or the coaches. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. There's another hit. A drive down the third baseline. The tying run may score. He's around third, racing for the plate. The throw. He hasn't touched the plate yet, and he does. Michael Jordan has tied up the ball game with a brown double to left. And everybody's on their feet yelling. Two runs batted in, and there was nothing
0: fluky about that double. That was a rifle shot down the line.
5: Michael, I want you to know I've been around this game for 50 years. This is the biggest thrill of my life, just seeing you in a baseball <laughs> uniform because I remember talking to your dad and he he used to tell me how you and he used to go out in the backyard down home and he'd throw the ball to you and maybe you get a little bat and he'd <laughs> pitch it to you and uh, and now you ha- you're trying to fulfill the dream that all of us had as a kid, someday to be a major league ball player. You've been a major league everything else. Now you're trying to be be the baseball player you dreamt BY? Well, I think it just being given an opportunity is something that I can feel very privileged about. I mean, uh, the White Sox gave me an opportunity just to go out there and see what type of skills I have. And uh, if I ever develop the skills to be up here, then great. If I don't, you know, at least I fulfill the dream at least trying. And uh, I've had a good time doing that. If uh, you don't go ahead with baseball. What's next? I know you've tried golf. (laughs) Everybody knows how great a basketball player you are. Would you ever consider coming back to basketball, or is hockey your next game? (laughs) Hockey won't be my next game because I can't skate. The difference
3: is that once the game
5: starts, there is no formula that can measure the head, heart, and guts of a player that day, or even before. I was was spectating as hard as I could.
0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.